Hello and welcome everyone to this podcast on the ENWI committee, which will address an issue that affects each and every one of us. I have the great honor to welcome the chairperson of the committee for this interview. So welcome Pilvi and thank you so much for being here. And I think we can start with a short introduction on your part Pilvi, on who you are and what you're currently doing in your life, but most importantly, what will your committee be about? Hi, it's uh, great to be here. My name is Pilvi and I come from Helsinki, Finland. Um, I'm 18 years old, just graduating from high school and applying to universities. So an interesting switch going on in my life. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all about me. This topic is very uh, interesting for me as well, since it really uh, impacts all of us and all of the young people in Europe and you know, in the EU plus countries. It's basically about how the EU states or the states in Europe could prevent um, youth substance abuse and deaths caused by alcohol abuse. So I think it's very important to talk about this since it can kind of be a hard topic to start discussing all of a sudden. So as we see from the statistics, it's a very important one. So I believe that um, our discussions are gonna be super interesting. Thank you so much for your quick introduction, but also for your overview. Now, why do you think it is so important to talk about your topic? Like said before, this really is, um, or this revolves around every single young person in Europe. So people see that alcohol abuse happens. People might have heard stories from their families or from their friends or from school, but don't necessarily know how to act. So even if people hear what goes on in the world at school and when they are educated at school on why alcohol abuse is wrong and bad for your health, people don't necessarily know how to take action. So that's, I feel like people don't even know that the states could do something about it since there has been freedom when it comes to alcohol for people for hundreds of years. So that's a big challenge, I think, that there is um, in regards to this topic. It's also like we see from the statistics, it's really important to talk about this since it's such a pressing issue in the EU when almost 5% of um, deaths in the EU are caused by alcohol abuse. So it's, a, it's an interesting and a broad question and there are many, many things to discuss, but I believe that we all understand the relevance of the topic that it has on all of our lives. You mentioned that the states have power over the citizens' alcohol use. Could you maybe elaborate on the differences between those states? For sure. Um, I at least am very interested in the different alcohol policies that are in the states. Some people might think that, hey, let's go to Germany. We can drink alcohol even though we wouldn't be 18, even if you should be 18 in the country of your residence um, and home. So there are different age um, limitations in, in the member states of the EU and uh, the EU plus countries that uh, limit the purchasing of alcohol um, by age or also um, there are these states, uh, state monopolies where like providers can't really sell alcohol if, isn't, if it isn't approved by the state. As an example, since you know, I'm Finnish, in Finland, um, the taxation of alcohol is really high, which has led to people going to Estonia to buy alcohol because it's cheaper. 
and um, you don't have to pay that much when you bring it to the country and the country can't really um, regulate on how much alcohol you bring. So that's also an issue. It can also, in extreme cases, cause migration because of um, cheaper alcohol. Um, I don't necessarily know if that happens too much in the EU, but you still need to think about the consequences that, for example, the prices of alcohol um, have. Like we see in the topic over overview um, as examples um, in the Netherlands, the, the number of deaths caused by alcohol has been decreasing since 2012, but in Latvia, I believe it's been increasing, even though the policies are quite similar. So on an EU level, it might be hard to regulate um, the country's um, situations, but I think there is still a lot of room to work over. For example, in Finland, um, you can't even purchase um, wine or high percentage beers at um, supermarkets. You need to go to the state monopoly alcohol store. So in my opinion, it's quite good that Finland has such strict regulations, even though it doesn't really go hand in hand with the amount of deaths caused by um, alcohol abuse, since Finland is one of the leading countries in alcoholism. So um, it's also quite kind of hard to see what policies actually work and are efficient when trying to combat this issue. And I believe that a lot of data needs to be, needs to be gathered about all of these countries' issues. And who knows what the best option is to really prevent these cases in all of the European countries. Now, you talked about the differences of the states and their regulations. What problems do you think we are facing right now when it comes to preventing the young people from using alcohol? Well, there are many reasons why people use, um, especially young people, use alcohol. One of them is peer groups. Um, people experience peer pressure in different things, but also when it comes to using alcohol, you can't really... It's kind of hard to start preventing peer pressure from happening since it always does. But if the youngsters were educated enough to understand that peer pressure is not a good thing to, to follow, um, I believe that would be very helpful. So peer pressure is definitely one thing that leads to alcohol use at a young age. Well, then it comes to, of course, um, school curricula um, when the most important place, well, well, the two most important places for young people to learn about alcohol use are their homes and schools. So I believe that it is very important that the member states and other EU states um, involve education on alcohol use and the consequences on it. For example, in Finland, um, the smoking rate of youngsters has decreased uh, rapidly um, when it came to the last 20 years since um, the state started educating people about that at schools. And I believe that we all recognize the difference when we watch, for example, 70s movies where they're all smoking inside and now it just looks ridiculous. So I think that alcohol, that, that smoking is a good example of what could be done um, with alcohol use and especially alcohol abuse. Do you think the media and especially social media have an impact on people's alcohol use? 
Definitely. Um, these days, pretty much everything seems to be somehow commercial and people are trying to make business out of everything. So it's no, it's not different when it comes to alcohol um, companies trying to make people buy their products. So on social media, people might, um, well, it depends on the state's regulations and laws, but people might try to advertise alcohol use or somehow without even it being that commercial, somehow glorify that and then it comes to peer pressure once more. If that cool person is doing that, I want to do it too. I should do it too, which is absolutely not the case and that's not true. But some people might take it like that and aren't really sure what uh, signals they're getting. Commercials are, at least in Finland, <laughs> alcohol commercials are banned um, from all social medias and, you know, public transport everywhere. You can't really um, try to sell your products if it's not in the state-owned monopoly store. So that's, um, that's a way to do it. Um, but also, I think that people should just be aware enough that if they're seeing an alcohol commercial, if they're seeing a social media influencer use alcohol, they should realize what their own boundaries are, what is actually smart to do and what helps their, them in their life. If it's only for the fame, I don't think that it's um, worth it. And I think that health should always be one of the top priorities for everyone. What changes would you like to see in the next few years? Well, there are plenty of them. First of all, I'd of course like to see the numbers decreasing um, the numbers of, you know, people doing alcohol abuse and also the death cases um, caused by alcohol abuse. That's the number one priority, as is the health of all European citizens. Um, what could be done to, to reach those numbers decreasing would be, of course, preventive measures, um, education, raising awareness. At a young age, um, there there also needs to be responsibility from adults showing um, examples with their behavior. This is not just an issue for the youngsters. It's it's a thing that everyone needs to take care of and be wary of. It's an issue that touches all of us. I wish that youngsters um, stay true to themselves. I sound really old when I say that. I also mean myself. Um, but just to be aware of your surroundings and the impacts people around you have on you. And most importantly, act actions by the states would be uh, key preventive measures to prevent all of this from happening. I think what you mentioned right now is really important and we should look forward to implementing those solutions. Thank you so much for being here and really giving us an insight on why it's so important to address this issue, but also sharing some examples from Finland. Is there anything left from your side, Pilvi? Uh, thank you to you. I was really happy to be able to be here and talk about our committee's topic. Um, to everyone listening, I hope that you're excited for the session and you're eager to bring your own personal experiences and stories. What I love the most about UIP is that it's a safe space for everyone. So I'm really looking forward to getting to work with you. I think that's a great last sentence. Again, thank you so much for being here and thank you everybody for listening.